Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Right Life Podcast. My name is Trish Wright, founder of the Right Life, formerly Divas in Business, and our brand is now all things business and baby. Make sure that you follow um, us on Facebook, Instagram, Instagram at um, It's the Right Life. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel, It's the Right Life. Our website is It's the Right Life. And um, make sure that you follow and like our podcast. Um, today, we are going to talk about the women that are taking over Las Vegas in May. Um, and then before I can go any further, I do have to introduce our amazing writers who are also on the podcast, Kirsten Tonic. Hey, everyone. Ian Rowmaker. Hello. And Liza McKesto. Hello, everyone. So I am super excited about May. It is coming up next. Is it next? Oh, my God. It is next month. What? Yeah, sure is. Yeah, it is next month. Um, so, yeah, next month we will be taking over Las Vegas for the fifth annual Entrepreneur Expo. Um, this is an event that I'm super excited to bring back to Las Vegas. Um, this is our fifth time hosting the event. It is our third year in Las Vegas. And um, what we're going to do on this podcast episode is we're just going to talk about each speaker, what they do, and what they will be speaking about, um, and why you should be joining us in Las Vegas. Um, so first, let me, enter, let me just go over each individual speaker. It will again be myself, Aisha Nicole. Um, Aisha Nicole has spoken every year in Vegas. Um, uh, Carissa Littlejohn, she came to the expo first as a blogger. And then um, the next year she hosted and now she will be speaking. Tatiana Devers, she came to the expo the first year. The second year I had to postpone it um, because I had complications with my pregnancy. She still, you know, some some of the attendees still went out she coordinated with getting everyone together that still had to come out even though i couldn't make it um marquita leonard she came to the first expo in las vegas Brittany sharp is another one who's been a part of it since day one um she started singing um at the expo first year second year this year she will be speaking and Charday edwards um, she came to the expo for the first the first year in Las Vegas, and now we are hosting the expo at her venue. So I am super excited. Um, let's talk about myself first um, and what I will be speaking on. And I'm going to speak on, I think we touched on this briefly, I'm going to be speaking on 90 minutes a day for 90 days. Um, and then I guess what, when you hear that, what, what do you guys think when you hear that 90 minutes, a, 90 minutes a day for 90 days? A well-balanced plan to get your business started or to get a marketing plan started. Yeah. I think it's like reading, you know what I mean? Knock out a chapter a week, knock out a minute a day, just do something. Mm -hmm. Don't matter how fast, how slow you go, as long as you're going in that direction. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think the 90 minutes a day for 90 days basically means that 
for you to get ahead in business, your own business, you have to put the effort. Like for instance, you could be juggling between your business and maybe you're employed from nine to five. So I think for the first 90 minutes of the day, you need to do something that will help you build your business before you start working on someone else's project. Oh. If you do this for 90 days, then the possibility of your business growing is there. Yeah. Yeah, I love, I love that answer. So yeah, basically, um, people always wonder how I am able to do so much. Um, and even when I was working full time, I don't believe that you should go into someone else's dream and not go home without working on your own. Or even if you are full time, um, you take work on your businesses, take 90 minutes a day and still work on your businesses um, each. Or if you're like a stay at home mom, you can still take 90 minutes a day and work on your business. Um, so say for instance, you are launching a new product um, or you're launching an event or you're trying to just get to the next level of life um, and you're just launching like a new path in your life or just launching a new goal in your life, take 90, 90 minutes a day for 90 days to work on that. Um, and then, so what we're going to do in Vegas is we're going to actually come up with our 90 day plan. And while we're there, it will be the first day of the expo. We're going to go right into it and work on a plan. And that way, you know, you're going to have a workbook and everything. And during the expo, you'll be able to, to know your 90 day plan. And at the end of those 90 days, see where you are um, after those 90 days. Nice. Makes sense. And then um, the other thing that I'm going to be speaking on is event production 101, which is something that um, I don't know why I have doubted myself on doing this for so long is um, teaching, teaching about event production. Um, I don't know why. I know that I, I've had interns over the years. I know that I have um, had assistance over the years. I know that I bring a lot of people to events. I know I'm great at marketing um, my events. I don't know why it took me so long to, uh, to release something like this. Um, and to hold an app. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, so yeah, I am going to be teaching um, teaching event production 101 and how to get started as an event planner, how to price yourself, how to get clients, how to actually plan an event from start to finish and do it professionally and organized and you know how to get that's huge together paperwork um yeah so many people could use that and really make good use of that yeah and i don't think not just yeah. if you want to be an event planner like if you want to launch a product or launch you know do a business launch this is perfect for for you um as well if you want to if you want to if you want to do that um i think i think it's perfect You guys have so any? Do we want to like, absolutely? Like, yeah, that could be incorporated on. into almost anyone's business. Yeah, 100%. even if it's a one-time event. You know, if you have, you know, a, one conference you want to do, you want to do that. 
doesn't necessarily mean, you know, you have to become an event planner. That's, that's a, a, a great knowledge base to have. Right. And then I'm going to teach that the second day of the expo. Um, so let's go right into Car uh, Carissa Littlejohn. Um, she is a Texas native with a lifelong love of travel. Um, and now she is a luxury retreat host, counselor, speaker, mother, and businesswoman. Let me tell you about Carissa, though, really quick. So Carissa, I remember this like it was yesterday. She told her story when she first came to the expo and she was talking and how she got, first she started as a solo, um, a solo retreat planner, not really planner, but advocate or that's what her blog was about. And so she had took a trip. She, her, she, her and I think her boyfriend at the time, they were supposed to take a trip to Vegas. Anyway, he stood her up and she started going anyway. And she loved the, the solo trip. And now she got into solo trips um, and encouraging women to plan a solo vacation. Um, and then she got into retreats. Um, it got into luxury retreats. And now she plans six-figure luxury retreats. Um, so I think her yes, story is amazing. Um, when's, yes, when's the last time you guys been like on a retreat or a luxury retreat? I don't, I've never been. I don't think I've ever been on a luxury retreat yet. No, not, not to the level that uh, Carissa Littlejohn is playing on. <laughs> yeah. Now I haven't done that yet. <laughs> she goes to Bali. Um, Bali, Dubai, yeah. South Africa. Yeah, I went she to the Grand Canyon on spring travel. break in 08. <laughs> <laughs> and I've taken some, some trips, but nothing compared to what she does. Um, and what she's going to talk about is planning a six-figure luxury retreat. I think that information right there with COVID and now everyone wants to get back into traveling, um, I think it's going to be you know, amazing for, for this, um, for people to hear and people to learn about, because, you know, right now we haven't been able to go anywhere for a long time. I think traveling once this COVID is over with and everyone gets vaccinated, I think it's going to go. Oh, so you getting that vaccine yeah. passport? You know, I, I, I still want to make Sponsored sure. Sponsored by IBM? Safe. I want to make sure that it's safe. Sponsored by IBM? Right. It is the same people with the tabulation technology in 1940s Germany. Yeah. Um, I have not decided that if I am going to, I want to make sure that it's safe and that enough people have taken it um, only because I feel like it rolled out. Too I'm on the same exact fence. Now, I do think we should be vaccinated and that is the only way that we will be able to go back to life as it once was. Um, and especially doing events and concerts and stuff like that, we, we would need to be vaccinated. But it still has to be safe. It still has to be something that, you know, isn't going to be like one of those infomercials, you know, if you took, you took the, the Pfizer um, COVID vaccination, you know, you are entitled to compensation. I think it's the AstraZeneca one that has people kind of nervous. Is it? Uh, from what I understand, Johnson & Johnson isn't sitting well with people either. Well, yeah, Johnson & Johnson just had 15 million recalled, but the only reason they got recalled is because they accidentally mixed the ingredients with the AstraZeneca. See? Because they're in the same production facility. Uh -huh. And um, 
Yeah, I really don't know. I seen something about blood clots from AstraZeneca, and um, they're still going through all the trials and stuff. So yeah, basically like what Trish was saying, I kind of just want to uh, weigh my options and then see mm -hmm. if there's more development. So, so in our country, we only have AstraZeneca. I got it three weeks ago, so I'm crossing my fingers. I hope my blood doesn't clot. <laughs> yeah, they speak because on it. The only they, right in have, the thick yeah. of it. Yeah. But so yeah. far, so good. They, we haven't reported any serious cases from the vaccine. So I'm hoping for the best. Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. I'm hoping for the... Um... My issue with it, um, like you said, other than, you know, things like uh, we're mixing stuff together, that's a whole problem in itself. Right. Um, here, like, you know, with my family and everything, they're quite a few of them have gotten their vaccinations already but you know like my parents um they got theirs but they have underlying symptoms they're right. older yeah. um uh and they you know fortunately were able to get you know the the shots that people are preferring right now did not have any problems with it you know no one had any problems with it you know thankfully for that so here, uh -huh. it's, they're pushing for me to get it. My problem is, is like you said, it's just too fast and it's not FDA approved. Right. I think majority of them are FDA approved. I'm just saying like, yeah, the whole vaccine passport thing is uh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And I already said that. I think I was telling someone, I believe that that's what they're going to end up doing. I said that a while ago. Um, because the requirement yeah no one wants to really take it so if no one really wants to take it then what is what what is going to get them to take it so if you can't travel yeah. unless you have a um, unless you have it then you're definitely going to take unless it you got your IBM stamp yep you're going to go ahead and take it I think they're also going to make that um, a requirement for anyone that may need to have any type of surgery or mm -hmm. an elective surgery, yeah. um, which is, you know, a, another factor, you know, not going into full detail, but that's another factor that I personally have to face that, you know, at some point there, you know, there are some things that I need to take care of. Are you, are they going to force me into getting this vaccination in order for me to simply take care of myself? Yes. Yep. I, I believe that is, I believe that can be, that will be true as well. Um, Kirsten. So we're on this journey. <laughs> let's just, yeah, let's just hope it's all with good intentions. Yeah, and let's hope everyone stays safe during the, the process and, you know, no one loses their life over a vaccination um, and right. to try to get on with the world. But if you really look at it, you know, um, like I was telling, I was telling my husband, if you really think about it, we have vaccinations for everything, measles, mumps, the chicken pox. Um, I remember getting the chicken pox when I was a kid. No kid gets the chicken pox anymore. Um, and I didn't even realize that there was a vaccination for it until I got older um, and realized that, you know what? No one, no kids get the chicken pox anymore. And I remember that used to be a, a big thing when I was a kid. So, um, you know, just another thing that is going to, to be a required vaccination for babies and kids and all of that stuff when they have to, to get their vaccination. Oh, I'm absolutely not with that. Yeah. 
Yep, I think that's what it's going to be. All right, we got so off track. Let's go on to Tatiana Devers. <laughs> she is a licensed beautician for 20 years. She prides herself on healthy hair care, and she attended the Continental School of Beauty Culture, earning her cosmetology license. She is a graduate of uh, Bryant and Stratford College of Buffalo, New York. She is a Buffalo native, um, and she has an associate's degree in business. Um, Tatiana is the brand ambassador for the expo, and she is also going to host it this year. So I am hoping that, um, you know, next year we will see her in a speaking position. Um, she just moved to Atlanta. So, you know, see her with a different role and, and grow like a lot of the other speakers have done um, since coming to the expo for the first time. This will be what her, her third year as well. So she did start from the beginning. Um, and then I'm gonna move right on to uh, Marquita Leonard. Um, she is with Bright, Bright Beginnings Credit Repair. She is a certified credit consultant who has studied consumer rights. Through her venture, she educates and teaches clients how to restore and maintain a good credit score. So Marguerite, uh, Margarita will speak on building business credit. Now, I think building business credit is so, mm, so nice. Um, with building your business and separating your business credit from your personal credit so that you don't you your business decisions aren't affecting your personal if that makes sense like keeping them separate you guys you know you know what i'm saying yeah. yes okay. absolutely so does everyone have do you guys all have your like your business credit established like your duns and bradford established no i'm actually sitting here like man i wish i was gonna be able to be in vegas to sit in that one because that's kind of like where personally I'm approaching in my business and I, I could use that class myself. That's important to not make sure your business and your personal together. Yeah, that definitely, um, I know a lot of times like right now with me trying to get a home, you know, I wasn't really working on my personal credit as much. I was working more on my business credit. So I feel like I let my personal not suffer, but I didn't really establish a lot of personal credit because I was doing everything with my business side. So I didn't really need a Macy's card or Victoria's Secret card. I needed a store card that was to Uline or to uh, Webster Run, something like that, where that's for my business, that was more important. So um, that's what I have established. And I'm excited that she's gonna be teaching people to separate themselves from that because you don't want to get a credit card for, um, you know, for in your personal name. And it's definitely for business. Um, you need to be able to, to keep that separate. So if you miss a payment or you're behind or, you know, with certain things, you do a, a net 30, that that doesn't really count against you on your personal side because you're on a net 30. And, you know, after 30 days on your personal credit, you're, that makes you late. Um, and then that's a negative mark on your personal credit. So I definitely, definitely think that business credit is super important. Um, anyone want to add to that? No. <laughs> like I said, I'm not, I, I haven't gotten to that, that point yet. Okay. Um, you know, so the basics of it, as far as the course, you know, I hope it gets across to people like, you know, you're saying things like net 30 and all of that kind of stuff. 
for a lot of people, that probably sounds like a foreign language. Okay. Yeah, it does definitely sound sometimes like a foreign language and um, not be too familiar with it. So I do hope that she can, you know, just shed some light on everything and shed some light on um, establishing things a lot better um, with your, to keep them separate, especially since she is a personal credit specialist as well. And then um, let's go into Brittany Sharp. Um, Brittany, love Brittany. Um, she's been a part of the expo again since day one. She started singing. But many people don't know is that she is in the real estate industry. Um, she is a native of Las Vegas, which is per perfect. Um, and she specializes in people actually locate, relocating into Vegas. Um, and I think a couple times I have referred her to people because they're relocating into Vegas, but that's what a lot of people, they know her as a singer, but they don't know her as a real estate investor um, and a real estate agent. So she's going to talk about real estate investment. Um, that's a big thing right now. That is a way to make passive income and to make income while you're sleeping um, is being a real estate investment. Um, I mean, being a real estate investor um, is how you can make passive income and make money while you are sleeping. So um, Brittany is going to talk about that. Um, and I think, was it um, Eliza? I think you did. Did you, inter you interviewed Brittany, didn't you? Oh, no, no. Ian interviewed Brittany. Yeah. Yep. So what do you think about real estate investment? Uh, real estate is a real estate is a big thing, but uh, it depends with where you are. Like for instance, I'm sure you guys are for people in in the U.S. to tap in the real estate. It means it's something that can make you can put food on your table. Mm -hmm. But in some parts of the world, I think real estate is not a uh, it's not a thing right now. For instance, in my country, mm -hmm. people who invested in real estate, they are really suffering, especially after the COVID-19 oh. pandemic. People mm -hmm. are suffering. Our banks are auctioning businesses. So I'm sure for some people it's doing well and so for some people at the moment, it's not doing so well. Okay. Yeah. I, can, I mean, I can, I can see that it's kind of a hit, and, a hit or miss here, I believe here as well, um, yeah. with different venues. I know um, here is a lot of, um, like, what is it? Uh, what is the word called? Gen not gentrification, genderfication. What is gentrification. it? Gentrification. Okay. Gentrification. Yes, that's, that's <laughs> going on a lot here. Um, I don't know if, if Kirsten yes, is going a on a lot. A lot where you <laughs> Okay. So a yeah, lot. going on a lot here as well. Um, and so lastly, well, I can say here in New Jersey, though, as far as being in the States and the gentrification thing, I can say here where I'm at right now, um, the gentrification is starting to get a little pushback. There's okay. a lot of a lot of black businesses emerging right now. And I, I think it's, it's being uh, challenged in a very healthy way. Okay. How so? Like they're coming together as far as, um, as, as far as, like, what do you mean coming together? Um, challenging, <laughs> not necessarily coming together, more so okay. challenging. Okay. Um, it seems like uh, where 
I once saw a lot of gentrification happening mm -hmm. since honestly the pandemic with the emergence of people having to replace their having to replace their nine to fives with their own businesses. I'm starting to see a lot of places that we thought were going to become gentrified mm -hmm. being kind of taken back okay. by our businesses. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know. I think, I just think that if, if it does, I think how they're doing it kind of here, and I don't know if they're doing it there is say for instance, it's in the, in the hood here. And then they'll have one house here that they have up for rent for $3,000. The house next door on your right is still boarded up. Um, and the house on your left is renting for $800 on section eight. Is that how they are, how they're doing it there? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Long story short. Yep. Yeah. So that's what they're doing here. And it's just like, you know, the people who are going to live in that community aren't going to be able to, to live in that community. Um, and so I just feel like how I feel about it is, they should still allow those. I understand that we have to get into the 21st century and, you know, we have to allow us to grow and all of that stuff. But I also feel like we should still have affordable housing for everyone. And those people Absolutely. in those neighborhoods should still be able to afford to live there. And so when they do all of that um, gentrification, um, I said it, <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, they should still allow for affordable housing for all, all of those people um, to still be able to live in and not have to, you know, move out or, you know, be back in poverty because they're trying to live somewhere where they can't afford just to be in a certain neighborhood. That's just how I feel about that. But, you know, right. Brittany is going to talk more about investing in real estate and, um, you know, just making money while you're asleep. Um, and, and it's making that passive income. Last but certainly not least is Sharday Edwards. She is an experienced businesswoman and mother with a mission and vision to give modern women the, the tools and resources to change their lives. I remember when I first met Sharday, she was pregnant. I think she was maybe like eight, maybe seven or eight months pregnant when she was at the expo for the first time. Um, and then the next year she opened up Nourish Wellness Center. Well, I am so blessed and to be able to host at her venue. It's so nice. How I feel about it is it's so nice to be able to host at not only a black owned venue, but also a woman owned venue and not mm. a corporate run hotel. Like I just yeah. think it's so important to be able to do that. And I'm just excited for the opportunity to be able to host it at her venue. Um, and then she is going to speak on operating an event venue. Boom, there you have it. So not only are we going right. to be able to host it there, um, she's going to talk about hosting, you know, opening your own event venue um, and the different spaces that, you know, she offers there and, you know, how to go into that field and how to make your, how to make your mark. Nice. So, nice. Yeah. Um, so that's it. That's all of the speakers that are going to be joining us in Las Vegas. You guys want to add anything? I know. 
<laughs> All right. So if you don't know by now, join us in Las Vegas, May 24th and 25th at Nourish Wellness Center. Tickets information can be found at itstherightlife.com. I know everyone's probably tired of hearing about um, the expo, but you know, it's almost here now. <laughs> so, it sure is. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, thank you for tuning in.